0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church.
1: As, uh, the wolves always wait until the shepherd's out of sight and they have a high day and stuff, but you know... Uh, Eventually, word gets around uh that that stuff isn't put up with and uh uh and the flock is well watched amen you know you wanna you you everybody uh needs a a church home, a place to belong. Again. Yes. Again. most especially saints uh sinners. you know one of the draw uh one of the big draws for me. Oh, when I uh, uh, started going to church, now, I wasn't really looking for this. This was kind of a byproduct because I, I I went to church uh, the first time that I went to church on purpose, you know, because I wanted to. Not because somebody pressured me to or my folks drugged me there. The first time I went to church because I wanted to is because I wanted to find out, is God real? What about this Jesus guy? But the church folk called me Brother Bruce, and I thought, well, you know, I ain't really a brother, (laughs) but they called me that, you know, and uh, uh, and because you know, I because they meant that, you know, they really were not judging me. They knew I wasn't. Said that brother needs prayer. (laughs) <laughs> that was a mistake. You know, I just was raving a, waving a red flag in front of the bull. You know what I'm saying? Don't never toast old lady saints that know how to pray with your foolishness. Don't wave a flag and say, hey, look at me, I'm, I'm you know. Uh, but anyway, beyond just those words, uh, you know, uh, there, was, um, there was this automatic acceptance of you belong here. Let me read this scripture too. It's Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith, everybody say kingdom of faith, kingdom of faith. is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here. With as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here in what he is building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us. Everyone say all of us. us. Built into it. A temple in which God is quite at home. You know, with that uh you know, with that one statement when they call you brother when you're you know, you really aren't. But uh they believe that you know that listen, if you're a saint you belong here. If you're a sinner, boy do you belong here. You know? I mean so much so, such such a depth to that statement, you know. And I, I, I really wasn't open to being taught. I didn't know anything. I mean, I thought, you know, Job, job was job. If you needed one, turn there, you know. Um, but things can be caught when, when folks come to church. You know, if, if a church is just a club, you know, and you're an outsider, you catch that. See, if church is just for the saints, we catch that. See, but if if church is for the sinner first, everybody say the sinner first. See, it it doesn't bother me to say that I was a sinner. You know, and at some point in time, you, you just have to crawl over the wall. You have to take off the mask. You have to just say, you know, look, I am what I am. That's it. Period. Amen. (laughs) And uh, move forward. Now, do you call yourself a saint? Well, kind of both. You know, Paul said, you know, uh, he said, of sinners uh, among whom I am the greatest, you know. uh, He didn't disqualify himself saying, well, now I'm a saint and I don't ever sin, you know, or miss the mark, you know, or run contrary uh, to what God wants for my life, you know. See? That would be sin, wouldn't it? It's just, it's just not wanting what God wants for our life. Because God wants only good. He's only good. He's great. And He's wonderful. Amen. Well, grace and peace be to you, beloved of God. That's a biblical statement. Uh, the grace that's on Pastor Cindy and I, I'm, I'm a shepherd of the sheep. And... Uh, uh, You know, I'm not looking, I'm not a thoroughbred looking for a new racetrack every week or every day. You know, Uh, just kind of an old plow horse and and, uh, the farm's good enough for me. Uh, You know, your everyday lives are not moving helter and skelter and in another state or another country or new job or a new wife or husband every other week. Uh, You know, uh, at some point in time, it's just good to settle, to plant. To have some peace, whether we're, we're right here, there's nothing missing, there's nothing broken. You know, it, it's not somewhere out there; it's right here and it's right now that uh, uh, I can eat the good, uh, the good of the land that God has put me in. I can settle down, you know, uh, and get some stability and some security in 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 uh, my life. You know, people want that. People want some stability and security in a world that's very unstable, Amen. supremely un, unsecure. But, you know, uh, God, trust in God. God is a rock, immovable, impregnable. He is just a rock. God's going to be the same every day, every time God's going to be the same. This word isn't going to change. Amen. And, you know, I mean, Pastor Sandy and I are going to be this uh are are going to be the same. You know, you'll find us uh, gathering together on a Sunday. Every Sunday. We don't miss a lot of them. We miss very few of them. Uh, And the reason is uh, this. uh, When we gather, I'm, I'm sure you've heard someone say, or perhaps you've said it yourself, oh, I believe in God and Jesus, but I don't believe... You have to be in a church to be a Christian. Now that's a that's a strong win. That's a very uh, popular uh, belief today. We probably the fastest growing segment of quote Christianity. I don't know about you know uh, any of the anities. I I'm, you know I just live long enough to realize some things for my own self. You know. I, when I was a child, everything that came down the, uh, the pike, that wind blew this way, so I set my sail that way and that way. You know, when I was a baby Christian, I didn't know no better just like a baby. Everything goes right to the mouth. Glass, candy, you know, sharp objects, knives, it doesn't matter. You didn't know the difference, see. But when one of the benefits of being in a church where folks uh, are interested in, you know, growing up, maturing, you know, is that the stability comes into our lives from a maturity. You know, knowing God for yourself. See, see we're not building something here where, where, if there was, let me slow down. We're not building something here that's built around Pastor Sandy and I. It should just be able to run right on because if it's built on Jesus... See, he's where he'll build his church, amen. I, I, you know, I, I, I prayed this prayer. I said, God, and this is not a false humility. I mean, it's, you know, it's really an honest thing. Lord, you know, it's such a foolish thing, this preaching and teaching thing. And most of the world would agree with you. A lot of Christians would agree with you. They see absolutely no need whatsoever. Yet it is the way that God has chosen to work, you know. He could do it all by himself, but he wants to do it together with all of us. And, you know, uh, anyhow, uh, I told the Lord, I said, you know, isn't there some way as our hearts desire is that you would see Jesus? Because, you know, what good is it going to do for you to see me? Look at me. Gray hair. Working on the ponch. Amen? Now she, I don't know, I guess she sees me like I'm still 18 years old. (laughs) But now you don't live with those rose-colored glasses on. You see it different, don't you? Amen. But I've accepted the fact that I do want to reflect him. The only way for you to really see him is for me to understand that I just... Wanna live like a mirror. I want to get with him face to face. And from that, from that I want to reflect him to you. That's my prayer is that you see Jesus. Amen. That the eyes of your understanding are open, that you would realize how much he loves you. How loved you are by God. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I totally agree. You don't have to be you don't have to be in church to be a Christian. No more than you have to live with your family to be part of a family. Millions of kids run away from home each year in the U.S. and around the world, yet they're still part of their family. Whether they're doing family or not, they're still part of family. They were born into a family. Sometimes the home they ran away from is the problem. And sad to say, some churches are also the problem. We can't do anything about... You know, and it's not my business or your business, either one, to correct all the churches. That's the head of the church, Jesus' job, see. But it is our job, you know, to be, uh, you know, the church that he pictures, the, the church that he designed and uh, uh, and wants us to be, amen. See, uh, say, look at your neighbor and say this. The good news is, you choose, I choose. But you only choose for you, and I only choose for me. But we do have a choice, don't we? That's right. See, but now listen, but, you know, uh, churches really being the problem is the exception, not the rule. Most families and most churches are wonderful places to call home. Why do we gather? Well, one good reason, see, uh, and, and it only takes one good reason why... Uh, we should to eliminate all of these, you know, excuses of why we should not. Excuses are a dime a dozen. It's too hot, it's too cold, it's too wet, it's too dry. You know, Jesus gave us the example. I I want you to uh, look at this um, in uh, Luke. You know, being a Christian, becoming a Christian, is out of a decision that I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm not just going to have an intersection with him in my uh, life where he where He hands me my exemption card, you know. Uh, don't go to jail, and I can pull that out. Don't go to hell, I can pull that out any time I want, see. You know, I, I, I hitch up with Jesus so that, you know... In the game of life I get the uh uh don't go to don't go to hell card. Yeah. Or, you know, find me some religion somewhere where, you know, I can pray or pay my way <laughs> out, get out of hell free uh card, see? No now listen. Jesus gave us uh an example in the uh you know the he he calls each and every one of us while we 're sinners he said he said, "Come follow me he said we've all got questions. well, where are we going? Where are you staying? He goes, "Just come and see, just follow me. all right, start following jesus now let's let's follow him in Luke the third chapter. This was written about him this is a this was someone who was close to him who followed him. And it says this in Luke, the fourth chapter, in the 16th verse, it says, He came to Nazareth, where he had been reared. As he always did on the Sabbath, he went to the meeting place. Well, there's one good reason right there. It says, as he always did. He went to the meeting place. Well, if it's good enough for Jesus... Uh, I, I, you know, it may not be good enough for a whole bunch of, you know, other things, other folks and other arguments or whatever, but I'm not here to argue. This settles it right here. There's no argument for me when it's like this is what Jesus did. I read in the Bible he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If I asked myself this morning, what would Jesus do? If Jesus were living in the next room in my house, and on Sunday morning, what would Jesus do? Well, he'd get up, and he would go to the gathering place. It's what he always did. It's what he always does. Amen. All right. Let's look at John. Uh, so he gave us an example. John 14th chapter. And here's some uh, uh, here's some scripture in uh, the 15th verse and 21st verse. This is written in red. Jesus said this If you love me, show it by doing what I've told you. See, see whether I do or whether I don't, for me, is not an issue of keeping the law, pleasing men, or measured by men. It's simply this. Now, listen, I'm feeling like you want to just check out here on me. That's all right. Are you listening? It's okay. Amen. I'm trying my very best to build a bridge to you and get you to connect and hook up with me. But if you disconnect right now, you're not going to hear what God wants you to hear. If you just measure it by a man feel like that I'm picking on you. See, I'm going to tell you something. I've been with the Lord over 30 something years. It gets gooder and gooder and greater and greater. But I know a lot of folks that started out with me that were there before me. They're no longer with the Lord and it didn't work out so good for them. And the problem with that is there's a deception in that. You know, there's a deception, then there's a, de- then there's a destruction. Somehow they got distracted from their why. Somehow these things are just a picking and a choosing. Somehow this doesn't apply to me. Oh, sugar, it applies to all of us. It applies to everybody. Whether we ever apply it or not, it applies to us. The secret of success is application. It's in the doing. It's not in the hearing. Oh, I heard that. Maybe you need to really listen. Look and see it. Listen and really hear it and learn. Amen. Amen. Now, whether or not you learn or not, it's not going to be any measurement on me as a teacher. I'm going to teach the truth. It's good. This word works. It'll work for you if you'll work it. If you don't, it won't. It just don't. It's just that simple. Amen? Now, what would be the practical application for us in that who have already heard and this is, you know, uh, this is how we do it? Well, the meeting place isn't just on Sunday, but it should be on Sunday. You know, but Jesus calls us to other meeting places, doesn't he? There are other opportunities to meet with him, and it should be our custom, our habit or something that we always do is that we keep that appointment. You know, I'm married to a woman, been married to her for forty two years. I come home at night I come home at night i Her and I have a home that we built together. And it's more than just a house. We've built a life together. We live together. We do life together. So I come home at night. I don't call her six months from now out in California. We're good, right? You love me, right? You know I love you. We still love me, right? No. If you love me, listen. Listen. It says, the person, verse 21, the person who knows my commands and keeps them, that's who loves me. And the person who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him, and I'll make myself plain to him. one translation says, we'll, we'll come, and we'll make our home with you. We'll live together. We'll do this life together. Isn't that right? You know, the mark of immaturity of little kids is that one moment, you know, they'll they'll... They're yes, and a lot of moments there, no, no. And there's no reason for him to say no other than that that's maybe an easier word than yes, just yeah, no, no. Pick up your toys, no. Are you here? You know, should we not ever grow up? Yes, we should grow up into a great big, bigger yes, and a greater yes than ever when we say, yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, God. It's so much better your way. It's so much better to do life together with you, your way. Amen. And it really is. All right. Uh, Not uh, forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. One more. Uh, I really don't care how far we get in this. We're going to finish it today. This is a four-part series. But, uh, you know, sometimes uh, we need to shore up the center and the core of, of our why. We need to widen our why, deepen our why, uh, because it will eliminate all of the – the, you know, when the pressure gets on, you know, our lives are stable, they're steady, and they're secure. You know, part of walking with Jesus is I don't want to walk less with Him. I want to walk more with Him. Now, my righteousness or being right with God is not dependent upon, you know, me doing uh, everything right. Thank God my marriage is not dependent on me doing everything right. We made a commitment to love one another and do life together. The commitment is not so much to be perfect, but the commitment is to do it together. That together, a marriage where two people are together, doing it together, in agreement with together, lining up with together. That's the primary purpose of their uh, uh, of their uh, life, is so much better than two people who have a signed contract, who have an agreement between them, but they're not committed to the together part. It's easy to separate them. It's easy to to drive a wedge. It's easy to divide them. It's easy to get... You know, to, to pull them apart. Easy. Isn't that right? And it will, I remember folks saying one time, I said, man, I, you know, I'm going to go someplace where it's easier, where you don't, you know, people don't talk about this commitment type thing. I said, well, the only thing that's going to be easier is for the devil to get you off by yourself. And all by yourself, you'll never be as good as you are together with all of us. Are you hearing Amen. Because after a while, see, you know, life ain't no... The Bible says in the first place, God created the man. Man was all by himself. Just him and God. Seemed like that would be good enough. And God says, no, that's not good. He's all alone. Even though he's got God. Isn't God enough? No, God's not enough. Isn't that something? He's more than enough, but he's not enough from the standpoint he says it's better... When we're together, so he made someone for the man to be together with. Whoa, man. Amen. When Adam saw her, he said, whoa, ho, ho, man. <laughs> Let me tell you how you stayed married for uh, 42 years. And still, the thrill isn't gone. Amen. Are you listening? See? Get up every morning and say, whoa, ho, 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 man. Ooh, boy, I tell you what, good work, Jesus. Man, oh man, you did a good job on that one right there. Amen. I'm trying to help you, boys, if you can be helped. Isaiah 48, I want to read this. 16, and now the master God sends me and his spirit with this message from God, your redeemer, the holy of Israel. I am God, your God, who teaches you how to live right and well. I show you what to do, where to go. If you had listened all along to what I told you, your life would have flowed full like a river. Blessings rolling in like waves from the sea. Children and grandchildren are like sand, your progeny the people for your life like grains of sand there would be no end of them and no danger of losing touch with me see church uh gathering together in the meeting place on a regular basis you're you're going to eliminate that danger of losing touch with god well now you know you know, most loners are where most of the atrocities and stuff come from in life. You will find one of the one of the uh, similarities of the characteristics is they're first a loner. Problem with being alone is you become your only source of reference. You, myself, and and me, it, it, I become my own point of reference. Have you ever been around folk like that? Are you listening? They're in an alternate reality sometimes because the universe is not centered on me. It's centered on Jesus and all of us together. No man is an island to himself. When you become an island to yourself, you're in a dangerous place. There's a great safety and protection, security in the stability of the gathering together. All right. All the letters of the New Testament were written to churches and church leaders. If you take away the church, then much of the New Testament has no meaning or value. Try to make sense of the Old Testament without a nation called Israel. It only works. This kingdom of faith, this kingdom life, this abundant life that God's called us to, only works, only works within the context of gathering, of the gathering of the family of God. Now that's that is a stark contrast to what a lot of uh, is said and being example today. It doesn't really matter if the kitty's facing the wrong right, the wrong way and you're stroking in the wrong way. Let the kitty turn around. Turn the kitty. Don't change the whole world to suit the kitty. That's the way. Uh-huh, uh huh. Uh. I like it, uh-huh, uh uh-huh. but that's the way,
0: uh uh-huh. I like it, uh-huh, uh
1: uh-huh. I only come in sometimes when I want to, uh uh-huh, uh uh-huh. that's the way, uh uh-huh, uh uh-huh. I like it, uh-huh, uh-huh, well, it don't matter. How does God like it? Because I'm not here just to live for what I like, I'm here The purpose of my life is to serve his pleasure. Oh, I had mixed motives in getting into this thing. but, But the thing of it is, after a while with Jesus, because he's pure, we become pure too. He just purifies our motives. We get more and more where we just realize how much he wants to towards us. And so we get more and more where we want to towards him. Not... we have to we just want to we just want to amen and really we just do what we want to do don't we when the bottom line comes is we all just do what we want to do I remember the first time I heard about Jesus and they said you know you want to become a Christian oh no I don't want to I'd have to give up too much of what is just you know what I want to do, what I want to be, what I want to have. But you know, I found out life with God is a whole lot better than life without God. It's what I was really after. The Bible says what people really want is an unfailing love. I never found that in people. People, Listen, you, have you ever heard this in, in, in folks headed towards divorce court? We love one another. But we can't live with one another. Are you listening? How does that work? We say we have feelings and chemistry towards one another. But you know. You've lost that love and feeling. Oh,
0: love and feeling. Now I can't deal with you anymore. Anymore. 'Cause my love is just a feeling. I know that you can feel me right now.
1: I'm mean, gonna tell you something right now. I've seen in her eyes she was not feeling it. <laughs> Brother, when sparks fly, run and hide if you are, if you are, if you are dry tender. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> run and hide if you have struck the fire in her eyes. Just, you know, go and pray. Pray God will rain, that your wood will get wet. And when you come home, it will be like, you know, She found that loving feeling. Thank God she's got that loving feeling again. Ha, <laughs> ha. No, the kind of love that God has that doesn't fail, doesn't matter how I feel. God says, I'm not going to deal with you after who, uh, and about who you are and how you are. He said, I'm going to deal with you about how I am and who I am. And I love you. I made up my mind to love you all the way, go all the way with you, never give up on you. To the day you close your eyes and your last breath, I'll be trying to get you to love me back because you want to. My want to is that God's want to was so strong that he didn't want to do heaven without you. when it all got messed up, he said, I, he, in, the, in the get-go, he drew a line in the sand, told the devil, I'm going to get him back. You don't pull one here, but I'm going to pull one. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to put his heel on top of your head, and I'm going to get him back. That's unfailing love. This is unfailing love right here. Are you hearing? They said, his disciples said, don't do it. He goes, if I don't do it, you don't understand. I came to save that which was lost. I'm going to go all the
0: way through it. He goes, this is the reason why I came. What He said, shall I not drink it now that the reason why I came?
1: No, it wasn't to, you know... all the pain and all of that it was I pushed
0: through all of that because I looked at you and you and you and you and it was worth it all because I wanted to not because I had
1: to would have been good enough but it's not good enough without you oh honey it's not good enough without you it's not good enough without them there's a whole listen there are empty chairs in here because there are empty hearts
0: out there because they just haven't seen it yet. You and I are going to show them. We can't just tell them. We have to show them. Why do you go to church on Sunday? Let me tell you because there's one that went to the cross for me on Calvary. That's why I go on Sunday because I affirm that every time I step in this house, I, I come dead center and look at somebody who went all the way with me. Who wanted me to follow him, made a way for me to follow him all the way. Pardon me if I get just a little bit excited about my wife. Oh honey 30 something years later from 1983 I bowed my knee to the at the cross of Jesus and he changed me and I'm more on fire more excited more thrilled more exhilarated about it today. You couldn't beat this out of me with a broke stick because that old stick put something inside of me that you can't bust it out of me. You can't make it so dark that I can't shine because of the love of Jesus in my heart. You cannot push me back or push me down far enough that I'm not going to come up saying Jesus Christ is the answer. There's only one way. There'll never be another way. I am the one one that he died for. If he didn't do it for anybody else, he did it for me, but I want you to know he did it for you. My message is plain. My message is clear enough. You belong to him. He purchased you with his blood. He wanted you and you'll never shove that aside. You're not wanting to Will never be greater than his want to where your concern. He said I forgave it all. There's nothing you could ever do. If you reject me that's the only thing that will keep you separated from me now and for eternity. But I don't want you to reject me. I didn't reject you when you rejected me. I don't want you to reject me. Why you yell like that? Sometimes it's the shout of victory in the tent of the righteous. Sometimes you got to holler when the when the lion roars and when people sometimes they're just asleep. Sometimes you got to you got to let something go that breaks through. Oh, I could holler a lot louder than that.
1: Like a blind Bartimaeus, uh, sitting beside the road in my dark place, in my beggar place, in my in my just needing somebody to help me, and all I got is a little old tin cup begging for something. But I, I kept hearing about this Jesus, and when when they told me it was Him passing by, why am I gonna sit here till I die? Why am I not going to throw all this mess off? And why? And I'll tell you what. Even when the church says, "Shh, be quiet," said he, hollered all the louder. He hollered. Well, I don't want to go to a church where they holler. Just go through the Bible. Google up your little thing on there. And Google up, say, scriptures that include the word shout. Hmm? There's an old song that says that he created the worlds with a whisper. But I found out in there that Jesus is going to show up and with a shout. We're going to go up with him. Are you ready? Pastor Ron's going to come. Listen, I don't know what's going to happen between now and then. I don't know if I'll see your face between now and then. I've been in services before where I never would have thought I would never see them again. I've been on the job where day after day we worked together. and Then one day I came in and I never would have guessed that that day I would never see them again again not in this life see were you trying to scare me no honey the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord and the fear of the Lord is this tell the truth know the truth it's simply this life is a thread it's the shortest thing we'll ever do it's fragile it's temporary the life here but the life eternal, the person on the inside. And the body is a, is a wonderful thing, you know, but it's just the earth suit. We live in it. It doesn't last forever. It's got to be changed. Well, I'm talking about a heart change today. Uh, you know, a heart change. It's a fine, lasting reason why you should obey him, follow him. The Bible said, Jesus said, I won't build my church. The gates of hell won't prevail. They won't hold out against it. They can't hold it back, and they can't keep it from going forward. One life, one soul, one person. One more, I want to. Well, I'll tell you, we're in a new thing. How many of you sense that God's trying to do a new thing? in your life now be honest don't, don't humor me as a preacher sometimes you know we just have to the Bible says in all your ways acknowledge him in we sense there's a new thing God's I don't know exactly what it is I can't describe
0: but in general thing I just sense this:
1: there's something there's something more than just what is right now just something more and and, and is creating in me because the Bible says that he's a working on your want to with his want to. It's God that's at work inside of you. That's where God works best, isn't it? Inside, not outside. Religion is happy to just, you know, pepper you all on the outside. And say, listen, just be a nickel and a nose. We'll all be successful. But Jesus says, I'm not interested in noses or nickels. I'm interested in hearts. And lives that are changed. And lives that are lived out of an I want to that's bigger than all of this other stuff. Greater than
0: any other measure. Well, I'll tell you, God's working a new want to in me. Look at your neighbor and say, is that that happening in you? Do you have a sense
1: of it? Is there a different want to in your life? Honey, not a new level of more like the same. Just a little more the same. A little more effort on my part. But listen, let God have... His way with you inside of you. Just sometimes, you know, to to absolutely abandon to God, to totally trust—that's the only real way to live for God. And when He's pulling you, let Him let Him pull you, let Him pull you out a little ways further. Let Him pull you into a new measure, because I'll tell you, the new thing is a real thing. But God's looking for folks that want to. Sometimes we start out and have to, but, you know, I just believe that the Holy Spirit right now is walking these roads and he's he's, he's whispering in ears and he's touching shoulders and saying, you know, are you one? Do you want to? How about you? Do you want to? You'll say, well, Lord, where and what and how and when? He goes, just come follow me. Come and see. Just come and see. That's all. Do you want to?
0: Do you want to see? Do you want to hear? Do you want to learn? Because that's who I'm looking for. Every head is bowed, every eyes closed. If you're here today, you've never listened. Acknowledge Jesus
1: as Master, as Lord. I invite you to do so today.
0: It's as simple as saying a prayer. And we're going to use words out of our mouth. But in your heart of hearts, the Lord's asking you
1: to trust him to totally trust Him to absolutely abandon yourself to follow Him to turn from whatever needs turning from but more importantly it's not what you're turning from it's what, it's who you're turning to and to follow Him all the way the rest of the way from here to forever let's pray this prayer if you're, if you're ready if you want to Because that's the only way it'll ever work. And you're here together with a whole bunch of people. We're going to pray this prayer all together. Because that's the way it works best, is together. So I'm going to tell you something. If you're here today and you've never asked Jesus into your heart, never known the rightness that comes from a relationship with him, the peace that is yours, that's waiting on you. The joys of his presence. Oh, I'm going to tell you, he wants you to. And I can tell you from this preacher right now, I want you to. I want you to know him. So if you want to, let's pray. Jesus, come into my heart. Take over my life. I trust you right now, today, that you are the truth. You are the way, and you are the life that I've always wanted. I want to do it together with you. I want to do it together
0: with your church.
1: And I thank you, Jesus, that when I pray this way, that you make a way. This very day, change my heart, change my life. And I thank you for it. I believe and I receive you right now. Thank you, Jesus. You're mine. I'm yours. Amen. All right, if you prayed that and you meant that in your heart, listen, God knows. And he wants you to know him in all that he has, all that he is. (coughs) Excuse me, all that he'll do for you and do with you and I'll tell you what now listen we there'll be folks that are up here that will that will pray with you they'll help you ask, uh, answer any questions that you may have it is a very private thing to ask Jesus into your heart but it must become a public thing that you acknowledge him in all of your ways as a public thing that really helps to seal the deal not for him but for you You know, you associate with him, I became a Christian. I asked Jesus into my heart. It's your first public declaration. The Bible says, with the heart a man believes, but with the mouth we confess unto the salvation that we believed in our heart and received in our heart. Amen. And here's the thing, you were born into being a witness now for him. I'm a witness. Jesus wants to. He wanted me, and he can change me, and he did change me. I don't know the what, the when, the who, and the wow, and the where. All I know is that from now on, this day forward, I'm going to follow Him. I am a follower of Jesus Christ.
0: Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.